Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we are back to explore more from the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, feedback from our wonderful listeners and our challenge of the week. Welcome back to Self Care Club, the epilogue show. Hi, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of boundaries. First and foremost, my boundaries are between me and me, even if they involve another person. I love that. I'm here to say that if your boundaries are being crossed, you are actually the one crossing them. When you have really clear, healthy boundaries that you set and that you hold and that you are taking responsibility around Freedom is limitless. So to be really clear, a boundary is not, you need to do something different. A boundary is not an ultimatum. Mm. A boundary really is just, here's what's okay and not okay for me. And here's what I'm going to do to take care of myself. The way I say what you just said is, it's not our responsibility to manage anyone's response to our truth. Say it again. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) It's not our responsibility to manage anyone else's response to our truth. How have you been since we did our boundary week? Are you still doing them? I don't feel comfortable sharing my week with you, Nicole. That's my boundary. (laughs) It's going to make a really boring show. Do you know, the interesting thing is, now that we've done the work on this week, I keep feeling like the concept is coming up all the time. Like, you know, when you've never heard a word before and then you hear the word everywhere. So I feel like everyone is talking to me this week about their boundaries. Well, it is a constant conversation. Now I feel like I can help them. Go on. So what? tell me what's coming up for you and your boundaries. Have you set any more? Not a massive deal is coming up for me and my boundaries, but I do feel like when a sticky point happens, I'm more able to sort of say, I just need to tell you... I'm feeling a bit tired and overwhelmed today. So could you not put X, Y, Z on me? Okay. I feel like I can be more direct in a simpler way. Yeah. And then a friend was telling me that she's having a whole drama about Christmas because her sister wants to start Christmas Day together with all of them together as a family at half nine in the morning. And she... What? Yup. And she wants to have that space with her husband and kids to do presents yeah, in pyjamas yeah, yeah, and have breakfast. Yeah. And then they're going to be spending the whole day together yeah. anyway. Half nine? Who wants to get up at nine o'clock I on know, a Christmas but she, morning? What, what she's saying is she she's she's been really struggling with how to put the boundary in place to say, I really, really want to spend the day with you. I can't wait. But... I need to take the morning to be with my family. So we had a quite a long chat about it. And I said, just, just be very clear about it and don't make it a sort of a debate or something that's up for conversation. I will be spending the morning with my kids and my husband and then we can't wait to see you later. Lovely. Just be very clear and simple nice. about it. So Look she, at you, the little expert. Oh, the little boundary queen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been quite interesting. Great. How's, how's your week been? Uh, yes, it's good. It's obviously, this is a life's work. Yeah. This is not just for a week. No, definitely so not. if you're listening, just keep that in mind. Mm. And I think there'll always be work to do. Update mm-hmm. on the dog walking. Yes. He's, he is doing the dog walking. And how did you set that boundary? What did you do? Because I said, 
you're either going to walk the dog yeah. or I'm going to get a dog walker because mm-hmm. I cannot walk this dog every single day. Mm-hmm. And he has been doing it. Great. Still a touch reluctant. Never mind. But he's still doing it. Good. So that was my boundary. Well done. And I agree. It comes up everywhere. And yeah. now I'm noticing people's lack of boundaries, like my friends when they're telling me a story. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you've got to listen to Nancy and you've yeah. got to do this and you've got to do that, like all preachy and probably really annoying. But my friend had this whole thing with her boss the other day and the boss was just, she basically wants to work a certain amount of days and the boss is just not having it and completely ignoring what she's saying, completely ignoring her. And then my friend was telling me and she's not doing this and she's not doing that and she's not respecting me and she's not listening to me and I said to her, it's not her job to. And she sort of fell very silent. Yes. So I gave it a bit more context and explained what we'd been doing on the show. And I said, the only person, I said, I'm going to say something really jarring right now, but the only person that can push your boundary is you. Yeah. And it's not your boss's job to respect your boundaries. It's yours. And the only reason that she's crossing them is because you're allowing it to. Yeah. And she sort of, you can How did see that go this, down? No, really well. This yeah. light bulb moment kind of came across and she's like, oh my God. I said, but the good news with that is that you can change that. Yes, you, it's totally yes. within your control. You're not waiting on somebody else to change their behavior. Yeah. You get to do it. Yeah. What did our listeners have to say about oh, boundaries? they had lots to say. Okay, let's hear it. So I asked, how are you with boundaries? Yeah. Sarah said, thanks to therapy, I feel more confident setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Another Sarah said, not very good. Only realize my boundaries once someone has crossed them. Which right. I thought was really interesting. So she, yes. once it's happened... Then she's like, ooh, ouch. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's your responsibility, Sarah. Yeah, and also... anyone to cross it. But it's good to be aware of that. Yeah. And perhaps try and figure out how you can catch it before they actually get crossed. Tessa says they're invisible. Oh. Yeah. Gina says, terrible when they are for my own benefit, but excellent if they are for someone else. Come on, Gina. But I for your own self-care. Do you reckon Gina's a mum? Yeah. Because you know when... I do reckon Gina's a (laughs) mum. Because you know when someone starts on your kid and you're like... Ooh, no, that's not guns acceptable. blazing. Yes. Yeah, and you can totally yeah. dig into yeah. that space where you're like, no, that you're not yes. having that. Yes. But you can't do it for yourself. I actually can do that pretty much for everyone else. I'm like, no, you don't deserve to be treated like that. No, that's not acceptable. Yeah. But yeah. My, of course, but isn't everything easier when it's someone else? Well, like, say, for example, something's happening to your kid in the playground or a teacher's done something that you don't agree with. I find it very easy to send that email or to make that phone mm. call to say, actually, mm. this is not appropriate. Mm. We need to talk about this. Mm. But again, if it's because it's for somebody else, but you're still having to deal with it. Lisa said, recently I've struggled with boundaries in friendships. Mm. Yep. I mean, I think especially with female friendships, Mm. it gets quite complicated. M says, my fam... Now, this is an interesting one. My family don't really respect my boundaries nor my privacy, so it's hard to set them. Yes. And I think those things with families go, they run deep and they start at a very early age. So these patterns are set. And then to change them up, change that family dynamic is really hard. Really hard. Uh, But Nancy gave a very, very solid example Mm. in the main show, didn't she? About when her mum calls and it's like, mum, I'll speak to you at six. And just kept repeating it. Mum, I'll speak to you at six. Because M... There's the onus is on someone else. My family don't respect my boundaries. And if we're going on the boundary work, it's you that has to respect it. Finished. End of. Full stop. 
So it's hard to set, of course, it's hard to set them. I think it's hard to set them with anybody, but it's not their job to respect your boundaries. It's yours. And I hope that's helpful. Sophie says she's good with boundaries, too good, and might come off as rude. Okay, Sophie. Sophie, I feel you. Emily, um, Amy, sorry, de- says definitely getting better with age. And now I've hit 30. I'm saying no more to friends, but it's harder with family yeah. again. Yes. And I think you're right. I think those, um, yeah, th- those habits and those patterns are set in from such an early age. Wait till you hit 40, Amy. Whoa, your boundaries are going to be strong as. I wonder what it's going to be like when we're 50. Even better. <laughs> I think. Um, then I asked, what do you need to work on yes. with your boundaries? And we've had so many responses and I wish that we could read them all out. Tessa says she needs help with self-control. Mm-hmm. Holly says confidence to stick to them. Mm-hmm. Loza says the same, also mm-hmm. being more confident. Mandy says everything, how to say no, how to stop working so late. Mandy, if you're listening, please go listen to the main show because yeah. there's so many golden nuggets in there from Nancy. Mm-hmm. Virtual dot Alicia says... Honesty, I need to work on not taking someone else's boundaries as an attack on me. Ah. Ah, okay. That's interesting. So how people feel when other people's boundaries are put in place. Yeah. How does that make you feel? But that's interesting. Isn't that why we all have such an issue with setting Mm. our boundaries? Because Mm. we're so worried about about the the other other person person is going to respond. Fionn says, setting them in place without feeling like I'm going to hurt or offend the other person. Yeah. This is Nancy covers all of this stuff. Yeah, she really does. Nicole says, not feeling guilty for putting them in place and remembering it's okay to do so and enforcing the ones I already have in place. Mm. I have a feeling over the coming weeks that we're going to get a lot more correspondence on this subject. I hope so. Don't you? And Sophie said, the one that said that she might come off as rude because she's too good with her boundaries, the bit that she needs work on is how to be nicer and kinder about it. Okay. And okay. also what Nancy said, not that I'm completely obsessed with this woman. But You're a little bit obsessed with her. <laughs> very obsessed. I've got total girl crush on her. She says that you can set your boundaries with grace and love. Nice. And I love that piece. Nice. It is nice, isn't it? Very. Yes. So that's what our listeners have to say. The Self-Care Club Challenge of the Week. Should we talk about our challenge of the week this week? <gasps> yes, but it's a special one this week. It's very special. Because? Because my new girl crush has given us the challenge of the week. And here is Nancy talking to you guys about what your challenge is this week with setting boundaries. Here is the challenge for the listener. Here's the challenge for your self-care clubbers. What can you Give yourself permission for this week. Ideally, something that you tend to ask for permission in order to do. So what is something you are willing to give yourself permission for or to do this week instead of asking for permission or looking to someone outside of you? One of the best ways we can care for ourselves is giving ourselves permission to consider our own needs at least as much as we're considering the needs of others. So how can you give yourself permission to tend to your own needs this week instead of asking if you can? All right, I uh, look forward to connecting with you on the other side. That is our week 
in full on Boundaries. Thank you so much for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices you'd like us to try. You can email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or you can find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod and you can also find us on YouTube. Oh, well, you can. If you look for selfcare club and yes. then you see a little photo of me and Nicole. That's Smiling. Us. That's, That's us. us. And we're doing a YouTube Live coming up in... November the 25th. Yeah. Thursday, November the 25th, 8pm. You don't want to miss it. We've There's got loads of giveaways. Oh, really good giveaways. Loads of giveaways. In time for Christmas and... And the launch of our merch. Oh, so excited! Yes, the launch of our merch. Yeah, is what is that happening on the YouTube Live? I think it is. We're going to give you a little. Sneak well, we haven't preview really discussed. Or, that. We're going to give you a little sneak preview on Instagram. We'll show you what oh. we've got. But I am mega excited about our merch, and it's we've really tested great. it, and we, it is lovely, and it's gone down very well. Yeah, it really has. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back here for our wellness newsflash. Wellness News Flash. So it's an exciting week in the world of wellness this week, isn't it, Lauren Mishcon? It is. Well, last week. Last week. Everyone gathered. Everyone gathered. It was huge. The whole wellness community gathered to come together to Brick Lane in London last weekend. And yeah. it was epic. It was. It was it, the Balance Festival. Yes. And we went. We did. We were guests, which yep. was very nice. We were VIP guests yep. and we got to walk around and find out what's going on in the world of wellness. It's fabulous. We got coffee. We had vegan lunch. We got a little mini massage. We, we, well, we you got did. A, I got you a did. little cocktail. You did. You did. You got the massage and you almost and fell on this cocktail. very nice man's lap. I, I did. I, I nearly <laughs> fell over. I had a bit of a wobble. And he was like, don't worry, it was fine. <laughs> he was like more than happy, wasn't he? <laughs> and we chatted to some brilliant people. So and... it was a whole exhibition of yeah. the wellness community yeah. and they had uh, loads of different workouts going on there. They had loads of different workshops going on there. They had meditation. They had yoga. They had barriers. They had Pilates. They had bar. And then they had so many different stools of products and samples and retreats and you name it and it was there and it's given us some nice ideas for the new year but also it was good to know is that we are really on top of what's going on in the wellness world because we walked around and I was like teeth whitening done it CBD done it yeah. oh moon cups done it yeah. we, we have practiced many many of the things that they were showing there which was fun yeah and great it was really see. fun yeah. and we had a great time yeah, we did what was your favourite part of it the, uh, the VIP lounge <laughs> The cocktail. I love a VIP lounge. <laughs> yeah. The t-shirts. We've got oh, giveaways. Yeah, we've got a gorgeous t-shirt. Yeah. And very for, nice man from Riverford, the fruit and veg people. He was great. He was so sweet. Gave us a nice orange for our journey home. Well, he did. Didn't He's he? like, do you want to take... We were so loaded oh, down we with laden. gifts, weren't we? Yeah. And chia seeds yeah. and you name it. We were loaded down with it. We saw the guys from Perfect Ted there. They yeah. gave us some matcha. They were fantastic. Yeah. It was lovely to see them. And yeah, and then on the way out, he's like, I think you need some fruit. We were like, I don't think I can carry anything else. He goes, you can carry an orange. <laughs> it was very cool. And and if any of you guys were there, then please let us know how you found it. I wonder if any of you were. Also there. The only thing I feel a bit sad that we didn't mm. do was that we didn't do a workout there. I'm just not sad about that at all. To the point where I lost you off at one point and yeah. I ran downstairs to go yeah. and see the Barry's department yeah. and it was a department yeah. and there was like all these people like banging it out on the treadmills and it was all red low lighting and the music blaring and I go up to the reception and I said oh we want to talk to you about our show and he was like 
don't you want to do one? And I was like, I, I really, really do. And he said, we've got space. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. and I sort of, I said, what time? And he said, 3.30. And then my phone started ringing and it was you. And I'm like, I've got to go. It was me. <laughs> and where, where was I? Sitting on a bean bag in the middle of this whole hall, eating a vegan lasagna. It was very and nice. That, Nicole me. really sums up you and I, doesn't it? Really? Where's Nicole? Desperate to go to an exercise class. Where's Lauren? Sitting on a bean bag, finding food. Yep. That vegan lasagna from Feel Good Kitchen was Fantastic. It had aubergine, it had courgette in it. It was a no pasta lasagna. It was delicious. It was, I would never have known there was no pasta in that. I would, but it was still delicious. Go and check out Feel Good Kitchen because I think we're going to be doing some sort of collaboration with them as well. I think we might be. Yeah. Let's see. That would be great. Let's see. What are you doing for your self-care this week, Lauren? Okay. This is really, really exciting. So remember on last week's epilogue show, you and I both coincidentally talked about our new favourite podcast, yes. Sweet Bobby. Yes. And we had both yes. written it down. Yes. And we hadn't even told each other that we yes. were both like obsessed. Yes. And we've podcast. been listening to it this week as well. Yeah. So I had to do like a very mini short stalking on... How short was it really? Um, like 10 minutes <laughs> on Alexi Mostras, who is the uh, writer and narrator and creator of Sweet, Sweet Bobby. Bobby. And we emailed him. And he replied. He replied. And now he's coming on the show. Yes, he is. So Alexi Mostras is an investigative journalist and also head of investigation at Tortoise Media. And Sweet Bobby is his new podcast, which is a live multi-part investigation in search of one of the world's most sophisticated catfishers. It releases new episodes weekly. And here is what Alexi had to say. Hi, Alexi. Congratulations on Sweet Bobby. Thank you very much. It's doing so well. It is. It's number one. It's number one everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and it's being pushed everywhere. And listen, deservedly so. It is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant podcast. And we are obsessed. We are obsessed and beyond excited to have you here today. Can you tell... Thank you so much. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the podcast without giving too much away? Yes, of course. So it is... A story that um, I was given by a, a source of mine back in uh, June. And um, I was actually meeting this source for a completely different reason um, to discuss a different story. And, and at the end, he kind of leans over to me and says, by the way, there's this other story that you might be interested in. And he hands me this document and it was a witness statement. And I didn't really look at it that day, but I got home that night and I read read it through from start to finish. And it's 160 pages. And by the end, I was a bit like, we, <laughs> how are we going to do this justice? Because it's a story that, that I've come across in yeah. 15 years of, of journalism. And it's all about a 10-year catfishing scam that happened to a very bright, uh, very ambitious woman called Kira Assey, uh, who is a member of uh, the Sikh community in London. And uh, it started when she was 29 and she had her whole life ahead of her. She was uh, going out. She was ambitious. She she was excited about what was going to happen in her 30s. And this catfisher um, set up a series of identities to lure her in to a kind of a web of lies, which lasted for 10 years, all the way through her 30s. And it was only discovered really, really recently. And it basically, it stole away her life. It stole away her chance to, to have a family. It meant that she had to quit her job, quit her friends. It really had a, a completely devastating effect on her. All centered around this one character called Bobby, who was a kind of handsome cardiologist who 
first introduced himself to Kira online in about 2009 and, and, and nothing happened. It wasn't like he bombarded with her with love messages or anything like that. They, they had a pretty kind of uh, uh, non-committal friendship for a number of years, but then some extraordinary things started to happen to Bobby. He got shot. He ended up in witness protection in a, in a hospital in, in New York. And they became closer and closer together. And, and eventually Kirat and Bobby entered into a relationship or what Kirat thought was a relationship. And the relationship became more and more controlling uh, and, and coercive and caused Kirat a huge amount of harm. Uh, and eventually things came to a head uh, and, and Kirat uh, discovered that the whole thing was... Uh, a, a fabrication and, and a lie and, and 10 years of her life were effectively over. Poor woman. Unbelievable. And you do fall in love with Kirat through the story, actually. You can, you really feel her pain. You feel, you take her, you take us all very beautifully through the story of Kirat's 10 years and how she got in, totally involved and yeah. engrossed in, in with this guy. And even and, when she's narrating, when she's telling you parts of the story, and although she knows it's not real, she's re- recalling it as if it's still as if it was a real. memory, but a it real was, memory. But it was it was real to her. Of course, it was real to yeah. her. What was it like working so closely with Kira herself? It was a kind of an illuminating experience because I I started off probably thinking that catfishing wasn't that serious a thing. It's a sort of online joke. MTV has a program yeah, about yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I just I remember speaking to, to to a barrister about this uh, who who features in episode five and, and she doesn't like the term catfishing because she thinks that in cases like Kirats is more accurately described as online partner abuse. Oh wow! And well, it, it um it was a real kind of honour, mm-hmm. but it was tricky at the same time yeah. to be able to work with Kirat to kind of unpack exactly what happened because you start off thinking she's got to be gullible, right? Like how could how could this happen? And by the end, you're thinking. Oh, yeah, I, it, it could happen to a lot of people yeah. Yeah. with this level of sophistication yes. and this level of kind of complexity. Like there's 60 or so fake characters and each of them had their own personalities and yeah. each of them were interacting with each other and kind of confirming each other's stories. And, and by the end, by the time you understand that, you think, gosh, I have nothing but sympathy for you. Yeah. Could you remain impartial as a journalist or did you as you sort of got to know her more, feel like a sense of obligation to help her resolve it and help her? And it's a, Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think that I did sort of feel like I had some sort of responsibility to her by, by the end of it. Because the first three episodes of the podcast kind of take, take the story up, up until the time when, you know, up until the end of her witness statement, basically, yeah. which is about 2018. But that isn't the end of the story because she still kind of hasn't got justice in a, in a full oh, sense. Jesus. And uh, there are big questions around the police and about how they have investigated or not investigated mm. this case. And all of that is still live and is still going mm. on and, and she's still fighting for it. And um, I kind of hope that maybe this podcast and the issues that it raises might help her on, on that journey. And hopefully help other people that have struggled and suffered from the same type of abuse. Well, I mean, you know, like we have had dozens of people okay. emailing in, writing in. Someone wrote in and said, uh, I, I was subject to like a five-year catfishing scam carried out by, and I'm not going to kind of give it away, but a person in exactly the same position oh, as wow. the person who okay. scammed Kira. Oh, um, I've just gone cold. And, yeah. you know, there's like an, a, like an actor with like 7 million 
Instagram followers who got in touch and said this has happened happened to me. So so what? it seems like you know this is an area where a lot of people's experience, and maybe not to that ex- extreme, but kind of something along the same lines. Yeah. Has it made you think more about the world of catfishing? Was it something that just wasn't really in your periphery and now you're you're on it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess I've thought a lot about tech and about how tech works in some of the previous stories um, that I've done. And in many of those cases, you, you have harms that occur and that are going on uh, before kind of regulators and uh, experts kind of catch up with it. Mm. And I think that this is in, this is probably one of those cases, you know, there is no law outlawing catfishing in the UK. And yet 40% of our relationships now sort of oh, begin online. online. No so there is this potential it. harm, I think, that hasn't really been addressed at a structural level. As I was listening to it, I was thinking, I've got two young daughters and a lot of what they do is online. Yeah. A lot of how they socialize and chat with their friends. No one picks up the phone anymore. They're always texting each other on Snapchat, yeah. on TikTok, on WhatsApp. And it could happen to anybody, especially if mm. you're young, 13, 14, in your entire life. And as you said, at quite near the beginning in one of the first episodes, that's how we connect nowadays is online. And I think that... What's so amazing about this podcast is you're shining a light on a problem that is not spoken about nearly enough. It's not because it sounds so like, oh, that's something that happens to other people. And you're right. It's like, it's an MTV show. It's something that just happens to like really gullible kids. But this Mm. isn't. This is a smart, switched on young woman. Yeah. And it happened to her. And it was slow. Yeah. It wasn't immediate. There were no red flags at the beginning. There was no reason for there Mm. to be, right? Mm. And the Sikh community is very tight. Right, they're a very close knit community. That's yeah, that's right, and that kind of worked uh, both for and against Kirat yeah. uh, in in a way because um, Bobby, when he first approached Kirat, wasn't a total stranger. Yeah, uh, Kirat was actually quite used, even at that stage, to kind of pressing decline or reject on like people that had messaged her who she didn't know. But she did know Bobby. I mean, she hadn't met him face to face, but she knew his family. Yeah, she'd been to the same events as he has, so it was almost a kind of stamp of goodwill. He was a known um, quantity. Yeah. Yeah. He was exactly, exactly. Yeah. He was, he wasn't a stranger. Yeah. We're both part of, uh, we're both Jewish. So we're part of a Jewish community and it is exactly the same thing. Everybody knows of everybody. Someone knows someone who knows someone. And if yeah. someone had mentioned Bobby, what whatever his surname was, we would say, oh yeah, yeah, my, my parents are friendly with his parents or their son went out with, you know, there's always a connection and you're right. right it gives it automatic credibility yeah to that person. And even in a dating world, if you have never met this person, but they're Jewish and they know of someone who knows of someone. It feels all right. It it feels safe. It feels like, okay, I trust them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you only need that little bit of trust to kind of press press accept. Definitely. Tell us how everyone can listen to Sweet Bobby. Where's it available? And when does it come out? If you... So episode we're still in in, in we're still in it. Yep. I'm I'm about to record episode five now, and basically episodes come out weekly. So if you Google Sweet Bobby yep. and you look on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify Podcasts, the episodes one to three I think are out now. Yes, you can get ad free versions of the same episodes one week ahead mm-hmm. if you join Tortoise, uh, which is where I work and the, the production house that is producing all this stuff. And you can go and you can get a 30 day free trial and you can listen to episode four now. And when episode four comes out off platform, you'll be able to listen to episode five. Amazing. Congratulations. It's an incredible it's great piece of show. work. 
Thank you for bringing Thank you us. so much, guys. And thanks for the interview. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for coming, coming on. on. So you're doing anything else for your self-care? I, uh, okay, I'm going to just say it. Don't like go, I'm drinking more water. I'm making an active effort to drink more water. Do you know why? And this is going to annoy you even more. Because you know how no, I, I tell you what, what, nothing's going to annoy you more than that sound that you mimic that apparently I make. I don't make that sound. You know how I love Dr. Michael Mosley, Just One Thing, his podcast, they're 15 minutes. What they're pisses great. me off about yeah. you listening to Michael Mosley, is, Just One Thing? Is that we, Michael Mosley and us do the same. No, no, that's not what pisses me off. What, what pisses me off is that yeah. you listen to what Michael Mosley has yeah. to say yeah. more than you listen to your business partner who yeah. is also in the wellness world with you. And then you'll come out and say something like, Oh, I know what you're about to say. Oh, I know what you're about what to say. You're going to say? say that Michael Mosley did a whole week on hydration you did. and now I'm drinking more water. Yeah. I've been sitting here in this chair with for headphones on in a mic telling you for two I years know. to drink more fucking water. But Michael Mosley told me in 15 minutes and now I'm doing it. <laughs> Is that annoying? Yeah. Cannot so annoying. even express Could you anno- maybe just call yourself Dr. Nicole Goodman and then maybe I'll follow? Is Michael Mosley a doctor? Yeah, Dr. Michael Mosley. Is that why? No, it's not why. It's just, it was just very sensible. A year and a half. I know. I think I say it in every episode. I know. So what is it that he said that got you inspired well, he just, to drink? He just made it really simple. He's like, look, it's as simple as this. This is how much you need. And it's so much less, by the way, than everyone says you need two litres. You do not. Men need approximately two. Women need about 1.25 to 150 a day. That's it, which isn't that why, much. What is that based on? Real science. Come on. Why do he had people on who know about this stuff. Listen to it. It's 15 minutes. And he said, all you have to do is just drink a glass of water with every meal. And I thought, oh, that's easy. I don't have to swig water every second of my life. Have one when I don't have breakfast, have water. Have one with lunch, have one with dinner. Have you been doing that? Yeah. So you, Oh, so you're drinking three glasses of water a day. That's a lot. That's three more than I was drinking before. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you never just get thirsty. You no, need to you guzzle. know I don't. No, I so don't. So you're drinking three glasses of water. This yeah. is your self-care. Yeah. <laughs> this is foundation level shit. I'm just saying. Are we patting <laughs> and, you on the back next for this? week? Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and the week after, I might go to bed. In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Yeah, okay. Strip it back. Strip it back. Strip, yeah, you're stripping that right back. What are you back. doing? Well, uh, what am I doing apart from all the other shit that we do on this show, which I can't really talk about, can I? No, you can't. There it's is secret. one thing that I'm doing, which, secret. Which, which is just, we're going to make a show out of it. And it is fueling me so much. I can't tell you how much I'm getting from it. Am I allowed to say what it is? You can give a hint. Yeah. It's part of cold therapy. And I am obsessed with it. Nicole and I are going somewhere every Thursday together. Because, you know, we can't just spend recording day together. We have to spend at least five days Last week, week, we spent every day together. Yeah, we really did. And Saturday night, we went on a double day. Saturday night, we went out with our husbands. We did. Sunday, we spent all day together. We did. We had a very interesting chat on our Saturday night date, didn't we? All about, about feminism. feminism. Then I had to go to a birth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> a very weird night. Dessert. It was very weird. I sort of began the evening in earrings and heels and then had you to did. jump to the loo and change into a grubby tracksuit and run off to the Royal Free Hospital. Exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, it was very strange. So that's what I'm kind of doing for my self-care. Apart yeah. from obviously all my usual... That's know. a little bit extra that we are bringing to the show in January, but we don't want to say too much. No, but it, no. But it is fabulous. Yeah. So what have we got coming up on next week's show, Lauren Mishcon? I'm very excited about this. I, d- I want to give you a clue, but I can't because it's so random. So I'm just going to tell you, okay? Oh, what clue would you give? Ah! That would be my clue. That's too vague. So I'm just going to tell you, we are testing out the Goop sold out can't even buy it on goop because it's such an amazing product 
allegedly. Toxic. Allegedly. <laughs> toxic psychic vampire spray. Yeah. That's what we're testing, yeah. And guys. anyone I've told about this, they just look at me very bluntly like, what, 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 what is that? What is that? Have a look on Goop at this before, before next week's show. Psychic yeah. repellent spray. So don't miss next week's show because it is an absolute corker. It's very funny, as you can imagine. Thank you so much for listening. This was our epilogue show. If you want to be in touch and email us about absolutely anything that you want to share with us, hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. You can DM us there. Don't expect Lauren to respond. If you ever send a message... <laughs> now, I just want to That's put this... so mean. I do respond. You don't. If you ever send a message and then you can see that it's been seen and no one's responded. That is because Lauren has seen it and has forgotten to reply. I haven't forgotten. Sometimes I go back over the messages to check who hasn't been Thank responded God someone's to. someone's on top of it. Hey. <laughs> I just want to But who responds to emails? Uh, who loves an we, email? We both do. I love an email. Listen. I love a pigeon carrier letter. I love a fax. <laughs> I love fax. <laughs> I love a, a telegram. <laughs> By the way, you can bleep me on the pager. How often do I say to you, have you seen the email in yeah. our self-care yeah. club account? Yeah. And often you say, no, I haven't. What is that? Mm. The problem with that is once one of us reads it, the notification goes. Do you think the listeners really need to know the ins and outs of how we run our, <laughs> our empire? I think they're quite interested. Anyway, we will be back next week with the Toxic Vampire Spray. Don't miss it. Take care of yourselves. Up your self-care. And we'll speak to you Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye.